Peace. I am exhausted. I know, but welcome to being a human being. I think for the best of us. It really does. Sleep. I got a whole eight hours. The whole eight hours of sleep thing is a lie. I know. It's the biggest scam. I'll get eight and a half hours of sleep, and I'll feel like I got four. I don't know if that's just, like, normal when you wake up early every day. And, Timmy, if you're listening to this, Timmy's one of my good friends. I know that you wake up at 4 a.m. I get that. But 6.30 is still really early. All right? 4 a.m.? Yeah, I just wake up at 4 in the morning for work. I have this one friend who's younger than me. He's training to, like, be a SEAL. He gets up at 4.30 every morning and runs five miles. Navy SEAL? Yeah. Before school. Every I hate, morning. I hate running. So do I. I don't understand how he does it. It's, it's I see these crazy. track... I see track and field kids running, like, just for fun. Like, people actually enjoy track and field? That's fun to them? Like, how is running fun? It's not even a sport. It's just running for fun. It does... I don't... God bless your souls, because I don't know how they do it. I hate running. There's nothing to despise more. I agree. You know what's fun, though? I like swimming. Swimming is fun. Swimming but... is always... Well, it's not like I'm a competitive, competitive swimmer anyways. Like, I wouldn't want to do that competitive... Competitively. Is that a word? Competitively? Yeah, that's a word. Yeah. Competitive... Competition-wise. Well, Whatever probably, I just said. You're probably a little bit exhausted because you had a bit of a rough week. No, just a rough day. Long, not. A, I wouldn't even say a rough day. Just a long day. I was talking about the Nets. Oh. Yeah, you had, you had to go there, didn't you? You got to talk about it somehow. See, the other night, I would have been fuming... I would have been fuming, and I would have been, like, just going off. I'm just, I have no energy. But, you know, you're still going to get me started anyways because you already had to mention it. So if if you didn't know, the Brooklyn Nets, I talk about them a lot on the show because they're in the news a lot, quite frankly. Chase, I swear, stop drinking the soda. You're just going to have to cough and burp on camera. Or no, not I'm, even I'm on good. Camera. I'm good. I'm good. Are you sure? Yeah, continue about the Nets so we can, you know, actually have a clip. For the YouTube, and if you're not subscribed to the YouTube, go subscribe when we post this. That's a good way to shout out the YouTube. Okay, we got 23 subscribers. We got 200 views. It's a good way to get nice short clips. So you don't have to listen to the whole episodes. New okay. stuff coming every week. Just go subscribe. Yeah, yeah. So getting back to the Nets here. So basically, if you didn't know, the Nets just got absolutely pummeled, rocked, destroyed, swept, b- swept by the Boston Celtics. Right, right. They got destroyed. Yep. How do you let yourself get destroyed by a team with a guy that looks like a Q-tip in Jason Tatum? I'm sorry, Jason Tatum. You need a haircut. <laughs> I'm just, well, I'm talking about haircuts. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, as much as he struggled in that series, he still averaged like 25 points a game, which isn't KD-like. It's like less than usual. But still but, pretty good. But still pretty good. The entire team sucked. We fumbled the bag. Steve Nash needs to be assigned to a different role. I don't want him out of the organization. I want him... I don't think he's a good head coach because he doesn't get fired up. We need a guy that will get fired up for the team and like hype everybody up together. But I don't think Steve Nash is that guy. He deserves a role because he's a very smart basketball mind. But he should not be a head coach in the NBA. And I don't think he could be a championship-winning head coach in the NBA. Prove me wrong, by all means. We're close last year. Obviously, we've talked about it. The 
whole Kevin Durant has like too big of a shoe size thing. But I did make a bet on this series. I'm not gonna tell anybody the punishment because it's really bad. It's not like I'm. It's I'm not gonna be committing a crime or anything. It's just like it's 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 really bad. It's embarrassing. Let's put it that way. Not even embarrassing. It's just bad. Yeah, it's just bad. It's just bad. I I was hesitant to tell anybody about it besides like the people involved. But Kevin Durant, why did why could you not carry me so I could have won that bet? Man, you've been losing a lot of bets recently. Just one. Eh. What other bet did I lose? It's not like I have a gambling addiction or anything. No, but it just feels like every time, like I don't know. Every time I bet on something to happen, but. Uh, every time I bet on something to happen, it goes the opposite way of I want it, um, the way I want it to. But I did call a double play in our game the other day. You did. I did you call it. it. That was pretty and it was cool. A double play. Yeah, that was pretty nice. You gotta admit that. But getting back to the Nets, we just need Ben Simmons. And here's my biggest take. No, 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 no. Here. Let me let me finish. Let me finish here. Ben Simmons is much crap as everybody around here gives him crap because they're all Sixers fans because we live in eastern Pennsylvania, right? Right. Everybody gives Ben Simmons crap. Ben Simmons is a very, very good basketball player. One of the best defenders in the league. He can't shoot the ball. Yeah, stop crying. Stop crying, Sixers fan. But... No, I was crying for Ben Simmons because, you know, he'd be skipping game four. Probably. But the thing about Ben Simmons is he fixes everything the Nets had issues with. Defense. Facilitating once Harden left. He's a good passer. And shooting. No, I'm kidding. Where was I getting at? Defense. Rebounding. He's a good rebounder. Especially for a guy that can play the point. He can play any position. How tall is he? Six foot ten? Six ten. Six ten. That's a six foot ten point guard right there that could play make and is one of the best players in the fast break or on a fast break. He's just, he's an athlete as long as he gets his back together. Listen, once you got an old man's back, you can't get rid of an old man's back. You're right. So. You're right. He'll probably have issues with it for the rest of his career. If he even has a career. <sighs> Guess we'll see, though, because everybody was saying, oh, Ben Simmons coming back for game four. And uh, where was Ben Simmons? Yeah. But my worst fear is Kevin Durant requesting a trade. Because I, I, I don't think it'll happen. But the scariest thing is, obviously, we all know he hasn't been the most loyal of player right. leaving OKC after a new, numerous amount of years. Then he left Golden State for the Nets. And Golden State was a winning team at the time. But the yeah, but the best thing is he has Kyrie, his good buddy. They're best friends. Right, but Kyrie is also he's a little shaky. Yeah, does some questionable things. But Kyrie's still a good dude. We know that he's a good guy, and he said he's gonna resign, which I'm not 100 percent convinced because like. He did the same thing to Boston, so you got to be a little, little hesitant there. But it's different because he has his best friend there and Kevin Durant. So, I don't know. I hope. I hope. I hope we get our crap together, man. I really do. Because if not, if we don't win a championship in the next couple of years, it's all been for nothing. We right. Millions and millions of dollars down the drain. It's not my money, but it's... It's your heart and soul into the team. It's my heart and soul. Yeah. So that's where I'm at with the whole Nets. I'm not – I'm disappointed. I'm not angry. There's nothing I can do about it. It is right. what it is. I'm going to get over it. And there's always next year. It's still – I love basketball. I probably will take a little hiatus from actually paying attention to it just solely because just 
it's kind of sad to watch other teams go on. The Nets were the only team to get swept in the playoffs. <sighs> yeah. Well, now I'm probably going to root for Golden State, though, because Steph Curry's a monster. But Clay Thompson could get another ring. That'd be cool. That would. I like Clay Thompson as well. Transitioning to my team, this is Philadelphia 76ers. Went up 3-0 in the series. Lost. You're screwed. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you. You're fine. You're going to all the Sixers fans I've talked to have been like, oh, we're screwed. You're up 3-2 still. You have two chances. They have to win two games. You have to win one. It's not that hard. You're going to get it together. Maybe it'll go seven, but you're going to win the series. I, I think it's going to go seven, and here's why. Do Joel Embiid has a torn ligament in his right thumb. Debatably yeah. the best basketball player right now. No. Yeah, debatably. No. It's not debatable. Joel Embiid, the second best. Joel Embiid, the best center in basketball right now. Yeah. Okay, shut up. I'm talking. Jokic. <laughs> Jokic. No, I'm you can't uh, win as a Sixers fan around here. No, you, you're literally in Sixers well, territory. you can't win as a Sixers fan around you. Around me, yeah. I don't, I'm sorry, I don't like the Sixers. Okay, fine. Joel Embiid, I used to average. like the Sixers. Okay. But now I don't like them. Well, I like them. Joel Embiid, who averaged almost 30 points a game in the regular season, has a right... Some torn ligament, and he's not. He's gonna play through it, but he'll need surgery, which severely limits the amount of damage he can do. James Harden has not been the superstar we wanted. <laughs> what did I say? What did I say? There, you admitted it. James Harden is not the player he used to be. He's not, and that's the problem because he's getting paid like forty-seven million dollars next year if he <laughs> resigns. He probably thinks he's still worth all that money too. He's not. Just a little update here, Chase. This is gonna blow your mind. Well, maybe not, but. Uh, down 3-1 in the series, the Chicago, ugh, the Chicago Bulls. They're down 16 with 10 minutes to go in the second right now. Wow. So I was ac- I was actually going to make a bet that they were going to come back and win the series. Yeah, but that I'm going to stop making bets. I wasn't going to make a bet. I was just I was kind of hoping they would come back because I like the Bulls. Well, I don't like the I'm not a Bulls fan, but my brother's a Bulls fan, so I want them to be good for him. Even though he likes nothing more than for the Nets to just get destroyed by everybody and every anything I like for that much Kyle Busch. Well, we agree on baseball and football, thankfully, cuz he can't trash me for, about the Yankees or the Jets cuz we're in the we're in the pain, we're in the struggle together when it comes to the Jets. Yankees not so much, kind of consistent consistently good throughout like the past 8,000 years pretty much yeah they've always been there yeah but the Sixers Knock on wood. I mean, probably gonna go to 7 nah you're fine when do you play I, next I don't see them winning they play, play tonight do you oh I'm gonna be watching that I think they're playing right now maybe Mm-mm. I don't know I don't know I just checked hold on okay. I swear it wasn't the Sixers though maybe they play tomorrow night but um either way I don't see the Sixers making a pass the second round and it's got nothing to do with Doc Rivers this time Doc Rivers has been... You play tomorrow night, by the way. tomorrow night? Yeah, sorry to interrupt. Doc Rivers has been a good enough coach this year. It's a Trash! It's just that this year, Embiid is hurt. And it feels like every year for a Philly fan, any sport, it's always injuries or something that happens that limits you from getting to that championship level. And it's just kind of that thing that's like, oh, well, Embiid was so good this year. As okay, a, now he's getting torn away. <laughs> as, a, as a New York sports fan, I can... Like, I am on your page 100%. The Nets have issues with injuries. The Yankees have had injuries with, have had problems with injuries. And the Jets have had massive problems with injuries. And it really sucks that injuries have to be a part of the game, but it is. And I, I probably, 
I probably use that as an excuse a little bit too much when the Nets lost the series to the Bucks last year. But if you think about it, man, if we were full health, if we were at full health, we would have won the series. Right. Just I like, agree. like there, it's no excuse. Like we lost the series, it doesn't matter. It's over with. But if you look at certain playoff series and playoff games throughout history, NFL, maybe NBA, if these injuries didn't happen, obviously the team has a much better shot of winning, especially if a star player goes down. Right. But, you know, nothing you can really do about it. Just got to hope the Sixers can make it as far as they can. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Miami Heat advanced, I believe. Yes, they did. Trey Young. Playoff Trey is no more, I guess. I guess not. Uh, The Boston Celtics advanced. Anybody else advanced so far? Golden State? Golden State plays tonight. They play tonight? Yeah, they yeah. play tonight. I don't the believe... Bulls playing? The Bulls What? Who are the Bulls playing? The Bucks. Okay, the, so the the Warriors and the Bucks will probably advance tonight, so those would be the first four playoff teams advancing. Yep. Well, it's already a pretty interesting playoffs. Dude, I thought, after how good games one and two of the Nets series were, I thought this was going to be a really good series. I really did, and then we just got swept. Yeah. Sorry, I keep going back to that. It just sucks so much. Getting off the topic of basketball. Yeah, let's not talk about basketball. It's just going to... I was watching a baseball game, I believe it was Monday night, <laughs> and I was reminded of a very, very uh, painful fact that Angel Hernandez is probably the worst Major League umpire to ever ump a Major League game. A lot of pain for Philadelphia sports fans lately. It's not even just us, it's that every team in the league, he's never been a good umpire. He's, he's known league-wide as a horrible umpire. He has made horrible calls at first base. His strike zone is all over the place, like a middle school strike zone. Like a uh, referee strike be, zone, might, all dude, up and down, I'll tell you what, and out. It might be worse than a middle school strike zone. <laughs> it really might be. He can't figure out what a strike is. No. And at what point does the MLB got to say, okay, we can't be having this? No. Because both teams on Monday night understood it, and Kyle Schwarber took the blame for it, <laughs> and he took the brunt of it. Because he was the one who lost his temper. He flipped. He flipped on Angel Hernandez. But that, that's a well-deserved flip because he. Yeah. There, there were so many admit. blown calls in that game that you can't even, like, try to justify it. I'm surprised he didn't get suspended for how much he flipped out. How are you going to suspend a player for voicing his opinion about an umpire who's notoriously known for making bad calls? If I anything, agree. he got to be out. He's got to be out of the league. Agreed. He should be. Something. I don't even know. What do they do to umpires that just have, are blind, apparently? Retire. Retire. Fire them. Can you fire an umpire? Like I think so. Can you? Probably. There's got to be some way to get him out of there. you got to get him out. He's, he's, he's just not set and skilled enough what? for MLB games. No. What was the final score of that game? 2-1. I thought you got shut out. Or I swear you it got shut out. I think it was 1-0. 1-0. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Who'd you play? Brewers. Yeah, whatever. One game. I'm just, I'm just messing with you. Yeah, that was bad. It was bad. And I'm sure there's been other calls he's made so far this year that have been notoriously bad. But... There's nothing you can do as a player because he's the ump, so really all you're going to do is get thrown out. So you, how are you going to voice your opinion on what a strike zone should be if all you're going to do is immediately get thrown out? Speaking of the strike zone, after this occurrence happened on Monday, 
A lot of talk going on about the robot strike zone. I think it's a horrible idea. Did they implement those in there? No. Okay. I think I think they're doing it in like AAA or something next year. Yeah, but yeah. why? It's I don't I don't I don't like the idea at all. I think I it's don't. stupid. Because baseball is a game of human human error. There's more failure in baseball than in any other sport, right? Let's think about it this way: catching position. I'm a catcher. I know from experience that framing a pitch is one of the most important things, one of the most important skills in baseball, right? And if you take that skill away, it just it ruins it. It ruins an aspect of the game that I consider to be very important, and it takes away the hu- the human side of it. Umpires have been in the umpires have always been with baseball. It's like a class. It's like a classic thing. They talk about baseball being America's pastime. Like umpires calling balls and strikes. That that's baseball right there. You take that away, I guarantee you, you would lose so many viewers. Just it's, it, that's a big change, dude. I'd, I'd say it's a small change, but it's a big change. No, it's definitely a big change. And with robot umps, I don't know how they work. Because if you're gonna get a ball half in the strike zone and half out, what are you gonna call that? It'll probably be like some algorithm where it's like a fifty-fifty split or something like that. Right, but like, then you then you're squeezing a pitcher mm-hmm. to this to a set strike zone that you don't yeah. even know what the strike zone is. Yeah, and that's gonna stay the same. But how are you supposed to pitch to a robot? Like, yeah, you, the you're fun pe- in that? it's not fun. There's some of the one one of the things that made me like love baseball was actually a video game where. It would, well, this was after I fell in love with baseball, but one of the best parts of baseball is hearing the umpires call balls and strikes. And there was a game called Mario Super Sluggers on the Wii that I used to play. And the strike call was like really funny. It would be like, or something like that. I thought it was the funniest thing. And some of the umpires like really get into it in real in baseball. So you're going to have a robot out there being like, strike one. Like, how is that going to sound? Is it going to do that, or is it just going to, like, throw up a strike, like, on a screen or something like that? Right. I mean, I would not go to – if there was robot arms, I would not go to a game. Like, how is that even How is that even going to look? Is there going to be something in center field, like, calling balls and strikes, or, like, behind the plate? Or I don't know. It's Hopefully, it, we never have to get to that point. But then again, most umpires in the league are pretty good umpires, except for <laughs> the exception of Joe West and Angel Hernandez. Joe West? Yeah. Never, I never even heard that name. That's his name. I don't know. He's the bigger dude, older. Older, yeah, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I don't know a whole lot of umpires. I just know Angel Hernandez is absolutely atrocious. Now, tennis for Angel would have been different at baseball. Mm -hmm. You ever heard of the Savannah Bananas? Yes. What is your opinion on Banana Ball? And for those of you who don't know what Banana Ball is, it's condensing baseball into a two hour game with. Silly rules and doing like dances and having fun on a baseball field like little kids. I think it is hilarious. Would I do it? No. Would I watch people do it? Yes. It's funny. This guy, I saw a video on Instagram, I think, and the guy was just like warming up to pitch. Not not even warming up to pitch, like in between pitches. He was just like, what, what do they call the sandbag type thing? What do they call those? Rosin bag? Yeah. Uh, he was throwing that up and down. And all of a sudden, song comes on and he just starts dancing, and the entire field behind him goes, <laughs> starts dancing. It's the funniest thing ever. And then he just throws a pitch out of nowhere, and it's a strike, and it's a strikeout, and the inning ends, and they walk off. It, uh, it's 
It's crazy. I saw this video of uh, the catcher. He like threw it down, but like he went like behind his back and something. Like threw it down and looked at the camera. Like he crossed his arms and like looked straight at the camera. Oh, I do that every day. No, I'm kidding. It, it's just like it's, <laughs> it's a cool spin on baseball to get people who don't want to sit there for three and a half hours back yeah. into the game. I uh, it does remind me of the Harlem Harlem Globetrotters. Well, Harlem Globetrotters of baseball. I yeah, completely basically. Agree. Where is that even located? Where are they? Uh, Savannah, Georgia. But I think they're on tour in Alabama right now. That's pretty cool. Maybe they'll come to Pennsylvania. We'll have to get to a game. Maybe one day. We can start our own team and add it to the league. I saw the one guy walk up with a fire bat. A fire bat? Yeah, he like lit his bat on fire. What? It was Did he get a hit with it? Uh, I don't remember. He does like every time. That's like his walk-up routine. That's awesome. His bat is literally on fire. Yeah, it's insane. And he hits with that bat. Well, the fire gets put out. Like, the fire will, like, gradually go out. That's boring. It should just, like, stay on fire as he's hitting. Pretty sure it's not gonna end well. Why? Because how are you gonna swing fire? Why not? Because you're, you're gonna hit a leather baseball. Thing. Leather baseball? Is that what baseballs are made out of? What are baseballs made out of? Pretty sure it's leather. I don't know. It's a form of leather. Let's look that up. Yeah, you probably should look that up so I don't sound like an idiot. Chase, you sat. No, I'm kidding. Oh, I'm not gonna say it. I'm hey. not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. Control yourself. I'm sorry. Young one. Young one. Young one. What? Young one. While you do that, I will talk about the NASCAR race on Sunday. For those of you who are dedicated. What NASCAR a race! Fans. What a race! What are? If you're looking to get in the NASCAR, the best race for you to watch first is a super speedway race. Talladega. Specifically. Talladega, or even the cowhide. Made a what? Cowhide. It's like the skin on a cow's rear end. Okay, well, technically cows produce leather, so. God. Type of leather, exactly what you said. But yeah. If you're trying to get into NASCAR, watch Talladega. And, similar experience, that's actually the race that got me into, into NASCAR. Couple years ago, after COVID, I, I I always watched NASCAR here and then, but I never really got into it until it was the only thing on TV during COVID, like a little bit after all the pandemic stuff went down. Yeah. Talladega was on. Nobody in the stands or anything. But I'm watching this race. It's just ridiculous, man. It's just like entered. It's just it's so entertaining. I was watching Team Penske. Uh, at the time, it was Brad Kozlowski, Joey Logano, and Ryan Blaney. I watched them control the entire field, like pretty much like what Hendrick did. Like they were, for stage two? Yeah, yeah. yeah, they were one, two, three in the inside line, and they were in the outside line all together, and they were just like fighting everybody. And it, like there were there were comers and goers from other drivers, but it was just entertaining to watch teammates work together and try to win the race together. And I'm sure all hell would have broke loose at the end, but. That really got me into racing. So it was chaotic. Just like this past weekend, if you want to talk about the finish of that race, holy cow. It was kind of... It was a, one of the more tame Talladega races I've watched, I will say. It was still pretty exciting. It was pretty exciting. But I was hoping for a caution a little earlier in the last stage so we could have like a overtime or anything. Because overtime is always crazy at Talladega. Because yeah. as they always say, cautions breed cautions right. so there probably would have been like seven or eight of them right but i think the the big downfall this week was um the stage two agano crash why was that bad because everybody kind of like reset and was like okay maybe we shouldn't be this aggressive this early on in the race so well 
the whole Logano crash, I don't know if you read too much into it. It was kind of Martin Truex's fault. It was his fault because he, like, he's... He was trying to get a push. I don't remember who was behind him, but he was trying to get a push. And he backed up to the guy behind him. And he started getting a push, right? And then he just kind of got into the back of Logano and sent him into the outside barrier. No, it was... um... Or did he... He was in front. He was leading the outside line. He was leading the outside line, and Byron was in front of him, I believe. It's... It stacked and, him up behind him, and yeah. Logano, like I, think I said, it was, got sent. Elliot was on the bottom line, and Ross was on the bottom line behind Elliot. So you got two lines. Mm-hmm. Every super speedway, there's always two lines. So on the <laughs> Two line, or three or four or seven. Or, yeah, well, normally there's two when it's to, organized. For, for a restart, there's always yeah. two lines. So you had Elliot and Morrison on the inside line. You had Byron on the outside line, who's teammates with them. Mm-hmm. So Byron accelerated first because he was in first place at the time. And he went down in front of his hundred teammates so they could push each other, like you were saying with Team Pesky. Mm-hmm. And Martin Truex backed up to try to get a big push. To get by him. And that backed up, I think it was Eric Jones, mm-hmm. into Wagano. And Bubba Wallace hit Wagano. And that just kind of jarred his car loose into the wall and then wrecked everybody. Yeah. Not everybody, but like I think it was nine cars got yeah. out. And Kyle Busch, man. <laughs> How did he get out of that? He finds a way out of every wreck. Oh, he does not. He has some of the worst luck in NASCAR, man. Not the past two weeks. Well, not the past two weeks after backing in the win, I'll admit. But the thing is, it did get a lot more tame, like you said. There was a lot of train racing towards the end of the second stage and sort of the third stage. I like train racing, though. Like, that's something like it's entertaining for me to watch because it's always like, oh, is the, is, who's going to go? Who's going Who, yeah, to move to outside? Yeah, who's going to make the move to, get, to start another line? Who's going to have enough balls to leave their fifth place position to go yeah. out of the outside line and try to get pushed? Exactly, and that's what is so great about Talladega because you never know what's gonna happen. It's something that's you gotta you gotta watch it. But well, train, go watch the highlights on yeah. on Talladega Geico yeah. 500. But transitioning away from that, Chase, you put this paper in front of me when I got home today. My Jets mock draft. Yep. So you texted me while I was on the bus. Are we doing this in this episode or home from baseball? We're doing this in this episode. We're going to talk about it a little bit because the draft is tomorrow. We're going to we're, we're going to go through our mock draft now. Just a note for me when I go to edit this and yeah, into yeah. clips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. And for those of you who don't like our mock drafts, so did we'll you wait? Wait, wait. You. did you do this whole mock draft yourself? I let the computer pick. You let the computer pick, so pick. it's not. It's not your, your mock draft. Mock. I have my mock drafts. I picked everybody on this list. I'm gonna do. You picked everybody on that one. Yeah. I just did. The, you just asked me who I wanted. The, who I thought the Jets were gonna pick. Yeah. For this one. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you who I think every. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna do the top ten. Right now. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm I gonna have t- 32 here, and I want to talk about all 32. So. So I. I pretty much think all the Travon Walker, all the Icky stuff and the Evan Neal stuff at number one. I think it's all smoke. I think the Jaguars have to go Aiden Hutchinson. I completely agree with you. Aiden Hutchinson is the best defensive end in the draft. I disagree. Who do you think is better? We'll get there. Uh, you think KT, but you're not going to say he's going to go number one because he wanted to go to the Jets? I don't think he's going number one. Because I don't think... I think it's Aiden Hutchinson going number one. I think Aiden Hutchinson is the most pro-ready guy. And he has... He's probably the safe option. He is but I think KT is has a very high upside. So number two for me is a tricky one. We differ here. Hmm? We have different picks here. So number two here is a tricky one for me. Cause if you look at it, the Lions traded for 
didn't trade for him. They traded away Matt Stafford and received Jared Goff in return. They need a quarterback. Jared Goff isn't the guy, right? So I can definitely see the Lions selecting Malik Willis here. At number but, two? Yeah, at, at number two. That's way too high. I can I'm see sorry. that, but I don't think it's going to happen. I just want to throw that out there as a possibility. I don't believe Malik Willis is going number two. I don't think any quarterback in this draft class is going top five. Who do you think is going number two? We could do this together. Who, who, you? We both had Hutchinson at one. Who do you think is going number two? I have Derek Singletary Jr. going at number two. Jer- Derek Stingley. Here's why. Wow, where are they? Hold on. I gotta find them on my list. Small list. They ranked 29th in defense last year. Defense the is something they gotta address. I so. agree. I agree. But I don't even think he's the best corner in the draft. I think he's the most. Once again, I think he's the most pro-ready cornerback in the draft. He's He plays in a better conference than mm-hmm. Sauce Gardner. So, if you want to base it off talent and competitive games, Derek Singletary Jr. is your guy. I disagree with you. I think Trevon Walker is going to go number two. It's between it's going to go either Hutchinson, Trevon Walker, or Trevon Walker, then Hutchinson. Because I see a lot of interest for each of those guys from both of those teams. So I think it's going to be one of those guys. Number three, I think, I agree with you, I think the Texans are going to go with a corner. I think they're either going to go Ahmed, ah, Sauce Gardner. How do you say his actual name? Ahmed Gardner or Ahmad? Ahmad. Ahmad Gardner. Or Derek Stingley. But I'm for the sake of the mock draft, I'm going to say they're going to go with Sauce at three. See, the first three picks, I think they're, like, interchangeable. I mm-hmm. believe Aiden Hutchinson going number one. Mm-hmm. Trevon Walker might find his way at two, mm-hmm. but I don't know that the Lions are going to go defensive end mm-hmm. at two. Gotcha. But so, who do you think is going to go number three? I have Trevon Walker going number three to the Texans. Gotcha. Well, I could so, see that happening, too. That's a possibility. Then, you, have, you have Sauce Gardner? Hmm? You have Sauce Gardner going number three? I'm going to switch that. I'm going to say Derek Stingley because I, I I've seen a lot of interest from the Texans for Derek Stingley on uh, Twitter and all that. So, I, you know what? I'm going to say Derek Stingley to the Texans at three. And then four, easy pick for me. The Jets have shown a whole lot of interest in Kevon Thibodeau. So, I think I think KT is going to go number four to the Jets. Here's my pick. Icky. I like. No, it's not happening. I like KT. Mm-hmm. I do. Uh, wait, actually, you know what? Knock on wood. I mean, yeah. Knock on wood because everything I say recently has just backfired. So, Kevon like... Thibodeau, definitely not going to the Jets. Definitely not. Absolutely not. I like QT as a pick at number four. I think he's going to be a great corner, uh, defensive end. But I'm going to go cornerback here. I believe Heck the no. Jets will go Sauce Gardner. Absolutely not. And here's why. Absolutely they not. They ranked dead last in defense last year. Yeah. And so most of that was the passing game. We signed DJ Reed. Okay, pair him with a younger quarter, and then you're no, good for years. No, we have Bryce Hall. Our corners are fine. Unless we, Sauce falls to 10, we're not picking a corner. And I can guarantee you that. Right now, Watch it. the top the po- top two possibilities for the Jets are Icky and Kevon Thibodeau. And if the draft shakes up, like I've been seeing reports lately, that Aiden Hutchinson now is a possibility at four. Because people, are, people are saying that Trevon Walker is going number one. And it's a lock. And then people are saying that KT's going number two. And then the Texans are going to go um, corner. And then Aiden Hutchinson to the Jets at four. Which, that would be ridiculous. I would accept it. But, in all honesty, I kind of like KT more. I've 
I've seen a lot of uh, KT fallen recently in the draft. He's not making it past the Jets if if both if yeah if he's there and Hutchinson's not there, KT's going to the Jets. That's where we disagree. But I guess we'll have to wait and see just tomorrow night. Number four or number five. I think the Giants go best tackle on the board. I agree. I think that's one of the safer pit picks in the draft, unless Kavon falls to five. But if he falls to five, I think he might fall to seven because I don't see the Panthers taking an edge rusher. I think they're going to go with Icky. At I, five. I have Icky too. Yeah. So I think Icky's. I think Icky's the best. He's got the tackle. most upside. Yeah, I think yeah. he's the best tackle in the draft. Evan Neal's a close second. He's really good too, but I don't. I see Charles him. Cross is also very good. I think he's the third best tackle in the and draft. And pick number six. Yeah. I have Charles Cross going to the Panthers. You have Charles Cross going to the Panthers. And here's why: the Panthers are not a quarterback away from being a good team. They need to address their offensive line struggles. That's and fair. They need. They to... ranked thirtieth last year in offense. Not only do they need and to Sam protect. Sam Darnold was constantly under pressure, and you gotta fix it. That you gotta address that solely for the full for the sole purpose of saving Christian McCaffrey's life because that dude is banged up all the time. That's another point. All the time, get your health intact. Jeez. It's a lot easier to run with a with a good offensive line. It is with a big man up there blocking for you. But I did, I'm still gonna have to disagree with you. I think the Panthers go Malik Willis. I think they're gonna go quarterback Sam Darnold. I'm a Jets fan. I feel for the guy. He hasn't panned out, man. He plays good for the first three weeks of the season, then shits the bricks. I agree. Malik Willis could go there, but I have him going soon. Going soon. I'm going to guess Pan, not Panthers, Falcons. I have saved that for against your game. We'll get there. All right, all right. We'll get there. We'll get Pick there. number seven, my New York Giants. I have Kevon Thibodeaux. 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 I've Thibodeau, seen, Thibodeau. I, I've seen a lot of him falling in draft board recently. I don't. You're not getting Icky and Thibs, bud. You're not getting Icky and Thibs. No it could. shot. Then if not, then we're going to take Sauce Gardner at seven. Or five. I, either way it goes. Here's the thing. I think the Giants, listen, we've seen rumors of them shopping Darius Slayton. We've heard yeah, rumors of them shopping Kadarius Tony, their first-round pick from last year. I think they're not going wide receiver. Don't you dare say. I think they're going wide receiver to pair up with Kenny Galladay. No, they're not. And here's who they're gonna pick. I think the New York Giants are going to pick. Drum roll. Garrett Wilson. No. He's. They are going to steal him from the Falcons. No. If the Giants pick a wide receiver, I would not watch the Giants football game this year. Why? Why are we going to wide receiver? It makes sense though. You're trying to sh- you're trying to shop your other receivers. Yeah, but why are we trying to shop one guy off a bad rookie year? Two guys. Okay, Darius Wade is an okay. Terry Slayton's pretty good, dude. I, he, he, yeah, we're trying to shop wide receivers. Why? To get Garrett Wilson. We have a new arguably the best receiver. We have in the draft. a new system. Why are we trying to shop young wide receivers that could pan out if they don't work to take somebody next year when we hopefully have a better record and we're sitting at 10, 11, 12? You know what well, beats wide receivers me. normally get taken. Not at seven. It's going to happen. It's not going to happen. It better You're not pressed. happen. You're pressed. Just like how I felt about the Jets taking, or you saying the Jets are going to take sauce at four. Not happening. Unless KT's off the board. Then I could see it happening, possibly. Pick number I eight. Wouldn't, I would love to have sauce on the team, but not at four, honestly. Pick number eight. Number eight. I have a trade. You have a trade? Yes. Spit it out. 
Spit Steelers it trade up to pick eight. Can he pick it? No. No. In my mock draft, it's different. They traded pick 20 and pick 54, which we're not going to get in the second round. Mm-hmm. But at number eight, the Steelers will select Malik Willis. You think they're going to go Malik Willis? I completely agree. Dude, I don't know why. Okay, so here's the thing about the Steelers. Last year, I predicted that they would go Najee Harris. After losing Bell, losing James Conner, I predicted that from like the very beginning that they were going to go with Najee Harris, who panned out for him. This year, I'm predicting that somehow, some way, that Kenny Pickett, the pit man, the Pittsburgh guy, will end up as a Steeler. And that is going to happen. Lock it down right now because it's happening. They have to go quarterback round one. I just see I'm trading up to get Malik Willis because Malik Willis, in my opinion, is a better quarterback. I agree, but I, th- I still think they are going to go with Kenny Pickett, the Pittsburgh man. Because I, I it feels right. It doesn't does feel right. It feels right. doesn't always work out. No, it doesn't, out. but I think it's going to happen. I, don't, I, just, I can't see Malik Willis in a Steelers uniform, to be honest. And we've talked about we've talked about Malik Willis a lot on this show. How I, I I'm a big fan of him, but I can't see him going to the Steelers. I don't think the Steelers are going to trade up. I think they're going to stay put and take the best QB available. Available, and I don't think Malik Willis is going to be available at that position. So it, it just depends on uh, the emotion of the night. It's fair. It's fair. Number eight. Number nine. Oh, you're number. number eight. I didn't do my number eight. My bad. Since. I already said Garrett Wilson's off the board. Garrett Wilson would be a perfect fit for the Falcons. Because Calvin Ridley's got his suspension for a year. Yeah, he is. All that stuff. I think Falcons are going to go. There are also a possibility to take a quarterback here, but since Malik Willis is off off the board, I have them going with a tackle, Evan Neal, here. That's a good pick. I have have Evan Neal going next pick to the Seahawks. To the Seahawks. I'm kidding. See, well, Evan Neal... Possibly the number one tackle on the board. Probably not, but I could still see it happening. Either way, it's debatable between those mm-hmm. three. I'm, he's probably number one, though. Probably. I'm also going to double down here and say that the Seahawks, just you said uh, Evan Neal is going to go to them. I'm going to say Charles Cross might go number nine to the Seahawks. I could see that happening. I could see that. They're in a rebuild. What better place to start than at tackle? That's what you see a lot of teams do, and it, and it works out for them. Number t- number nine for you. You said you had Evan, Evan Neal. Neal. Okay, so we'll move on to number ten. I'm gonna let you give your number ten pick for the Jets here, and then I'll give mine. Okay. I think you're gonna go wide receiver here for the Jets. If we don't trade for Debo, I completely agree with you. You have a you have a good you have okay wide receivers. Nothing special. Elijah Moore is Elijah Moore is a stud. Braxton Berrios is coming back, and Jameson Crowder is still there, right? No, Jameson Crowder went to the Bills. Okay. But we still have Corey Davis, Elijah Moore. And Braxton Berrios. If we add a number one guy, which I think Elijah Moore could be a number one guy, but imagine having two number one guys plus Corey Davis. That's one of the best receiving cores in the league. I agree with you, and that's why I'm not going wide receiver. Because you have a pretty good wide receiver core already, and the possibility of you guys getting Debo Samuel. Okay, listen here. I would agree with you. And I do agree with you. There's a possibility we don't go receiver here. But the Jets have consistently reiterated the fact that they're going to go with the best player that's on the board, no matter who that is. And right now, I didn't take Sauce Gardner, but I'm not going to get my pick yet. I'm going I'm to leave it there. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop myself, okay? I want your pick first. I look at this, and I see the New York Jets ranked dead last in defensive rankings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as you so are going, previously mentioned, you don't have to keep bringing it up, Chase. I'm going a defensive player. Ooh. 
double up on defense. Wait, no, who did you have us picking at four? Gardner. But it probably be KT. Probably would be KT. So here's the thing. You got to address the biggest need for the team. Mm-hmm. Jamal Adams was a great safety. No! I no, think you guys will take no, Kyle Hamilton bro. and pick number 10. We're not going why. secondary at 4 and 10, man. Kyle Hamilton originally <sighs> was valued at the top 5 pick and which the Giants would take him at number 5. He has since swayed down the draft boards. He's still I can't, a very, I can't, I can't very even, good I can't player. even listen. I can't even listen, man. Uh, I, would, I would literally cry if we got when Sauce and... Our our second our secondary would our secondary would be amazing, but no, just no. We can't do that. We can't. We can't do it. If you don't take Sauce, could you see you going secondary at ten? Yeah. See, because I think Sauce could. KT goes at four, and then you have Kyle Hamilton at ten. I I don't want Kyle Hamilton at ten. I would rather have. I think Sauce could fall to ten, and I think falling past the Giants. I disagree. I think one of Stingley and. Sauce is very possible that they will be there at ten, but I still don't see them. I still don't see the Jets going with one of them unless it's Sauce. I don't think we're gonna get Stingley. I'm telling you why Sauce has been falling past ten because the Giants did not resign Logan Ryan. It's fair. That is the secondary player, and the Giants need to go secondary, and they need to address it somehow. Here is my pick at number ten. Wide receiver. If we don't trade for Debo, which is looking like a very good possibility, it would probably have to happen tonight. Or tomorrow morning, very early, because they would probably have to get a physical in. So hopefully the Jets have somebody over on the in the Bay Area that's available to do that. I have the Jets picking Jameson Williams. That's a good pick. Jameson Williams is a good wide receiver. I think he's the number one receiver in the draft. I don't see him going to the Giants though, but I could see him as the perfect fit for the Jets. I I, I agree with you there. Although I do think they'll go defense. Maybe not Kyle Hamilton, but I still think if they go. Defense is more of a thing they need to address. Here's another possibility. Say we don't give up number 10 for Debo. We trade 35, 38, 61, I believe we have, and like 6, 80, some, another pick in the second round, or early third round, I forget exactly what those numbers are. But say we trade have trade for Debo, and we don't have to give up one of first-round picks, which if you look at it, we weren't going to give up a first-round pick for Tyreek Hill. We shouldn't have to give up one for Debo, but it's possible because we're kind of desperate for a number one guy. Not desperate, but it would really help out Zach, yeah, no. Zach Wilson, just like Stephon Diggs helped out, helped out Josh Allen after after a, a rough rookie year, to say the least. The possibility that Sauce is there at ten, if he's not taken, I think it could go Kevon Sauce, or I think it's gonna be it's either gonna be Kevon and then Sauce, or it's gonna be Kevon and then Jamison Williams. Okay. I think I think Sauce or Stingley could very well fall out of the top, fall to the late top ten. I just don't see Sauce falling. He's, I do. He's got so much hype around him. He recently. does, but he doesn't at the same time. It's, it could be smoke. It could be whatever. Nobody knows what's going to happen. We're going to be completely way off. We're not going to know what's going to happen. This is the most un. Nobody knows who's even going one at this point. There's no clear right. cut. Last year we knew it was going to be Trevor Lawrence. Right. And who? Nobody knows what's going to happen this year. Out yet, but we'll get one another year. All right, pick 11. I think we got to stop it there because I don't want to make ourselves look any dumber than we already probably do look because, let's face it, everybody has different opinions when it comes to the mock draft. We're doing it because we're running out of time here. Jeez, uh, I don't know. All right, fine. At least let me read my next picks. You could read your next picks. Right. 
so I can just see if I'm right or wrong. Because I spent long hours working on this mock draft. <laughs> At number 11, I have the Washington Commander selecting Tyler Linderbaum, center. Tyler Linderbaum at 11? Yes. Because they need to address the offensive line. So, wow. wow. Number 12, the Minnesota Vikings, George Karloftis. Yeah. Edge rusher from Purdue. Helps them on the defense. Their offense is pretty good overall. Pick number 13, the Texans, Garrett Wilson. Out of wide receiver. They got Brandon Cooks. I don't see him taking a receiver. They could also use another wide receiver. Pick 14, the Baltimore Ravens, Trent McDuffie, cornerback. Wow. Wow. Pick 15. Probably a little earlier than you should probably go, but on on this mock draft I'm looking at now, they have him going nine to the Seahawks, but is Trent McDuffie really that good? I don't know much about him. I don't know much about him, but I've I've read him a bit. His highs were pretty good, so he's Hmm. a pretty good cornerback. Pick 15, I have the Eagles drafting Devin Lloyd, the needle linebacker. He can help fill that spot. Devin Lloyd? Devin Lloyd, linebacker. I'm an idiot. Never mind. Sorry, I was thinking of somebody else. I thought you were going to go with N'Kobe Dean there for a second. Nah. Pick 16. I have the Saints taking Drake London, wide receiver. That's fair. Pick 17. I don't know, I don't know if the Saints are going to – they got Michael Thomas. I don't know if they have a need to – Michael Thomas hasn't been – he's been – he's good, but there's no, nothing to say he's not going to get injured again this year. Michael so. Thomas is so good, though, dude. I know, but he could be injured. He could be, but he could not be, you know. All right, pick 17. This one's a little – the Chargers. Chargers. I have him taken a tackle. Bernhard Raymond. Bernard Raymond. Bernard Raymond. I. They just seem like they needed a needed a pick. So, pick eighteen. I have the Eagles taking Devontae Wyatt, helping that defense again. Here's where it gets interesting. Pick nineteen. I have the Saints picking Kenny Pickett. Saints picking Kenny Pickett. They have Jameis. I think Jameis is good. Jameis is also old. He's not that old. Ish. What are you talking about? He's, he's not ish. old. He's, he's, old he's a quarterback. He's not old for a quarterback. Okay. But Jameis Winston's also not the best quarterback in the league. And if you're looking for the future, Kenny Pickett's there. Take yeah, but there's no need. You don't need the best quarterback in the league to be a good team, football team. I just think Kenny like, look at Mark go Sanchez there. and the Jets in the early 2000s or in the early 2010s. I just think Kenny Pickett's going to go there. Pick 20. I got the Falcons after their trade with the Steelers. I haven't taken Andrew Booth Jr. Mm-hmm. cornerback to help with their defense. Pick 21, I got Jamison Williams following the 21 wow. to the Patriots. Great. That, that's great for the – oh, man. <laughs> that's all because you decided to go sauce and Kyle Hamilton for the Jets. Thank you. Thank you very much. 22, I got Chris Olave going to the Packers. Wow. Because they need to replace Devontae Adams. There is no possible way that Jamison Williams falls at 21, even with the ACL injury. 23, I got Jordan Davis going to the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Defensive – Inside interior defender. Gotcha. 24, Nakobe Dean. Added to a linebacker core. 25, I got George Pickens going to the Bills. 26, I got Jermaine Johnson, edge rusher, going to the Titans. Probably not defense. You think he's going to fall that far? Jermaine Johnson is a possible top five pick. I just... He hasn't been ranked that extremely high in no. anything I've seen. So. He hasn't been, but this, at the same time, a lot of teams do seem to really like him. I have the Bucks taking Zion Johnson, a guard. Mm-hmm. Help protect Brady. Now that he's back. Fair enough. 28, I got the Packers taking Trevor Penny, a tackle. Mm-hmm. Pick 29, I got the Kansas City Chiefs selecting Jahan Dotson. Wow. First round for Jahan. I, I Over Traylon Burks. 
Yes. Jahan I like Dawson. Trey Lambert. Jahan Dawson is a force. Mm-hmm. 30 for the Chiefs. I got Kihar Lam, cornerback. <laughs> I'm sure you didn't pronounce that right, but yep. I'm sorry. 31. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce Bengals, it either. Kihar oh. Whatever. 31. Bengals, of course, going guard. Kenyon Green, guard, Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. And pick 32, Detroit Lions, taking Sam Howe, quarterback. Quarterback to the Lions. They need one. Well, I had him like possibility of Malik Willis at two, but and I believe Matt Corral will go to the Giants in the second round. Wow, that's what I hope. You need to pick a quarterback. I know. They There's a pot, dude. What if you shock everybody and take like Malik Willis at six or something like that, or at Five. seven? I mean, that'd be cool. I would love that, but you would. I would. Well. That is Chase's full mock draft. I only gave my so top ten because I didn't prepare for this at all. I just got home from baseball and everything. But you guys can roast me after. I'll post a picture of it so everybody can be like, "Oh, well, he didn't go there." And whatever. Well, it's but inevitable. That it's not going to happen the way you want it to. I know, but but happy with it. Draft tomorrow night. Guess very we'll excited. We'll we'll do a post draft show sometime. Get a full recap. Talk through things. Full recap after the Jets trade for Debo. Called it here first. Yep, and after the Jets take Sauce Gardner. I just hope we don't have to give up number 10. Because imagine having Debo and then 4 and 10. Maybe like Kavan and Sauce, like I said. That would be cool. That would be crazy. Well, anyways, that we are out of time. Went a little overboard today with the whole draft thing coming up. But uh, thank you for joining us. Check out the YouTube. and We'll be posting clips. Yes, NFL we will. Draft, Angel Hernandez. Everything we covered. Shorter versions. Yes, clips sir. Clips over it. Subscribe to it. Have a fan. Fantastic night. Thanks for joining. See you soon.